pause, renew, next. A podcast about soul care, scripture, and stories of faith. I'm Jenny Detweiler, and you guys, I am so glad you joined me here today. Welcome to December. This is the first Tuesday of the month, so you know that means a guest interview. And this guest is actually a repeat guest. Missy Stone was one of my very first interviews almost exactly three years ago, and I am so privileged to have her back on the podcast today. Missy talked a lot about her struggle with anxiety and what the Lord has taught her over the years, as well as other tools and tips she's learned for anxiety. And you guys, that episode has been pulled many, many times. It's still being pulled weekly three years later. So I know that she talked to something that a lot of us struggle with. And Missy shares a lot about transitions that have happened in her life over the last three years since the end of the last podcast episode. Missy is a wife, a mom to two kids. She homeschools full-time. And in the last couple of years, she started writing for magazines and on her own personal blog. I just really, really appreciate Missy. She's one of my really good friends, and she's so down-to-earth and relatable. And I know that the subject matter is something that so many of us can relate to, and I think it's going to be encouraging. So with that, let's jump into the conversation. So Missy, I am excited to have you on the podcast today. You were one of my very, very first podcast guests, like way back in the day, which was 2000. I started at the end of 2018, and I want to say you were like my third interview or something. So maybe in January of 2019, way back, way, way back. So it's been almost three years, I think, since we did this the first time. And your podcast is the most listened to podcast. Like weekly, it gets pulled up on my website. And I've over the years tried to figure out how interesting, how interesting. I think it's because it was about anxiety. And so many people (laughs) struggle with anxiety and anxiety is in the title. So I think it's constantly being gone back to over and over again because we know, you know, I know. That anxiety is a major thing that a lot of people struggle with, a lot of people struggle with. And it's not like that's gotten better since the last three years. That's definitely gotten worse in the last three years. So when we talked before, I think, you know, you're in a very different season of life than you Mm -hmm. are right now. And you had just gone through some craziness, but you've gone through more since then. Yeah. So I'm going to have you kind of pick up where we left off and catch us up with what has gone on with you in the last few years. And will you do a re-intro for yourself real quick for the people who are new who didn't get to hear you the first time? Sure. Um, So my name is Missy Stone, and I've been married to my husband, Josh, for 16 years now. Sweet 16. Um, We have two kiddos, my daughter, who will be 13 in December, which is frightening. And then my son, he's nine. Let's see. Yeah, a lot has happened <laughs> in the last few years since I talked to you last, Jenny. Um, so we moved from Hickory, North Carolina, right around when the pandemic started. So the whole global pandemic happened. And as you know, lots of people's jobs changed and shifted at that time. Um, and my husband's was one of those that changed and shifted at that time. So um, he got another job in another area of North Carolina. We had to sell our home. Um, We had no idea where we wanted to 
land, so to speak, or where to purchase a home in this new area. We weren't super familiar with it. So I had the crazy idea of selling everything and moving into an RV. And when I mentioned that to my husband, I think he fell in love with me all over again. Like that's been like his life dream. (laughs) He couldn't believe I was saying it. He's like, are you serious? It was kind of crazy. Um, But for, for us, I think the idea of not being permanent for a little while sounded very dreamy. Um, I had a friend in our homeschool group that was living in an RV. So that's when I kind of got to know that this was a thing. Like you could, you could live this way, you know? So, um, yeah. So I told him I had this crazy idea and he jumped on board. And so we ended up selling most of our stuff. There's a few things I couldn't part with. So, you know, like memorabilia, stuff from family, you know, things like that, that you want to keep. So we kept a 10 by 10 storage unit and that was all that we could keep had to fit in that storage unit or in the basement of our RV, as we called it. (laughs) So yeah, we, once we um, sold the house and we're in our RV, I started documenting our RV life on Instagram and realize that there's like a whole community of RV people and RV families out there. So it was really fun to connect with people all over the world um, with this new lifestyle. And um, I think because it was something new and exciting, it kind of helped with the sadness of the move. Um, My kids and I were, I mean, we all were sad to leave our home of five years. Um, So I think just you know, looking at this new way of life was, it helped us with the transition, if that makes sense. Okay. So I have all kinds of questions for you that I think I want to know, but I'm thinking the people who are listening would also find interesting. So here's my first one. Are you ready? Let's do a fun one first. Um, Give me the highs and the lows of RV living. I'm thinking there are some high highs and some really low lows that go with that. Yes, there are indeed. Um, I think one thing that has to be stated first is for some people, they are living in an RV and they're traveling all over the country while they're living in it. So they're exploring constantly. They're constantly moving. They're constantly seeing new things. For us, we were more stationary because my husband did have a job that he had to be at on a daily basis. And where we were living, there was not a whole lot of camping options. So for us, um, I think the hardest part about it was being so stationary during the week. Um, It was finding community, you know, feeling like we really lived here, even though we really didn't. (laughs) Um, It could get lonely, but that was also because of the pandemic. So it was like we were living in an RV in a campground. And it was the start of the global pandemic. So I think all of those things made it a little bit lonely at times. Um, But there were a lot of highs to it, too. Um, I would say, as my husband says, he said it was a simpler way of life, which is so true. So, you know, there was no mortgage. There were no big bills to worry about. 
um, cleaning took me like, what, 20 minutes, you know, <laughs> it doesn't take very long to clean 400 square feet, you know, so that was lovely. I liked that. Um, we were able to go like almost every weekend we decided to go somewhere. So that was really fun. So we got to see a lot of beaches. Um, we never went too, too far from home. Um, but we went to the beach a lot, um, for several months, which was fun because my son hadn't been to the beach since he was a baby. So, um, yeah, but it, I think another really wonderful thing about it was it taught us about minimalism. It taught us about living simpler. Um, it taught us that we can live with a whole lot less. And I was praying that the Lord would teach my kids and I, especially about thankfulness. Um, and it definitely did that. So that's cool. So now you've settled in Charleston, which honestly, to me, sounds glamorous. I don't know that it actually is glamorous, but it feels like it would be glamorous. Um, what is yeah. it like living in a new city? And tell us about Mom About Charleston. Okay. So, yeah. So after um, there was another job change, <laughs> you know, this pandemic thing was weird. And um, my husband has actually always wanted to work at a certain place here in Charleston. And so he, um, there was an opportunity for that. And so he applied and um, was able to get it. And we were so excited because, as I just said, we had spent many weekends at the beach and my children were becoming beach bums. And my daughter just said, oh, I just want to live at the beach. So it was really funny, like when, you know, this opportunity arose and we really prayed about it and um, he was able to get this job. And I don't know, it just seemed like it kind of, I don't know, you know, God works things out for the good of those who love him. And I feel like it was a tough year with a lot of highs and lows, but um, ending up in Charleston um, was kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Um Living coastal is really cool. It's um, different. I've never lived coastal before. I've lived in the mountains, but I've never lived coastal. And so it is funny. You do have to be careful when it rains because especially downtown Charleston floods of like, you know, with a little bit of rain. So we're outside of the city a little bit. So we don't struggle with that as much. Um, but I don't really think it's sunk in yet that we live here. Like, I keep feeling like, do I really live here? Am I on vacation? Um, downtown is just so full of history. And so, you know, if you love history, my daughter and I obsess over history. And so, I mean, just knowing that there are churches and places downtown where like George Washington sat, it still blows my mind, you know. Um, so I think just the overall history and beauty of Charleston is something that we're really appreciating and loving so far. Yeah. So when you got, you started your Instagram journey as an RV person, and then in the middle of that, it was Rolling Stone fam, right? And then you guys moved to Charleston and, and you weren't rolling. You weren't rolling anymore. So then, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your new handle and what you're trying to do now. Okay. So yeah, I loved our name, the Rolling Stone fam. Oh, 
it was hard to give that one up. I'm not going to lie. Um, we actually did live in our camper still for the first several months that we were in Charleston. Um, as you know, the housing market everywhere is crazy. So um, we were very, very blessed when we actually found a home and knew. I, I don't know. It was just one of those things where you knew, like, this is this is it. Like, this is our house, you know? So, um, yeah, moving out of the RV and back into a home, there were some pluses and minuses to it. I mean, I spend a lot more time cleaning now, so <laughs> I definitely miss the 15-minute uh, cleaning sessions. Um, and you know what? The RV community, I thought a lot of them would kind of, you know, quit following our journey, but a lot of them haven't. Like, they're just such a sweet community, and I think once they're invested in your life, like they still want to see what you're up to. And so um, I did change my name to mom about Charleston on Instagram um, so that I could start sharing um, the holy city with other people and start sharing, you know, the views, the beaches, the cool places to go, historical facts about Charleston. So I think it's, it's been a transition, but it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I'm invested because you're my friend, but even so, I like following it because you have like the prettiest pictures that you post from downtown Charleston and all the great places to go. And I know our friend Julie recently was going to go on a trip to Charleston and you were able to kind of set her up with the great places to go. And it's so fun. Yeah. It's really fun helping people, um, you know, decide where to go eat or to stay or, you know, whatever their vacation planning looks like. I like helping people out. So it's been fun. Okay. I'm going to take it a little more serious for a second. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Um, I'm wondering, since we talked about anxiety the first time and then your life was in upheaval, I mean, literally for a while, what are you learning about yourself and anxiety and the Lord through the last year and a half and getting resettled again? Well, um, I think for me, anxiety ebbs and flows. Um, and you know, you have, we have, I have seasons in my life where I feel a lot more calm and, you know, easygoing. And then other seasons of my life where my anxiety kind of rears its ugly head again. Um, and I'll be very honest with you since, um, the year of the pandemic and the move, um, I do feel like my body had a lot to process and to work through. And so I would say my anxiety has been, I've been a little bit of a rough patch with it again over the last few months. Um, I looked up stressors and I think moving, and I may have shared this on the last podcast, but moving, I believe is like the number two stressor or something in life. <laughs> so I have to give myself some grace because we did a lot of moving. Like it wasn't just like a one-time move, you know, um, and our lives have changed drastically and you have throw the pandemic in there. Um, it's been a year for everybody. I think I've had a lot more people reach out to me that are struggling with anxiety that never have struggled with it before. And it's been an honor to like kind of 
talk to those people and let them be real with me about their feelings. Um, and it's been good to remind them to give them themselves grace. You have to give yourself grace because this year has been hard for everybody in the world. <laughs> so I think for those of us with an, with anxiety anyway, it's just going to be maybe more pronounced, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I have to remind myself that, um, the Lord is in control and he's taught me to appreciate, you know, small things more to notice beauty more. Um, but as far as casting all my burdens on him, I, that is still in progress. (laughs) I'm a work in progress as far as that goes. Well, I think that's honest and real and probably where most of us are at. Don't you think? Until we get to the other side, (laughs) I think that's a constant progress. Right, exactly. On this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm going to take a minute because I'm a counselor and like piggyback on something you just said about how a lot of people are struggling with anxiety right now. I actually was sharing this with a client in my office the other the other day. So generalized anxiety, which is not the only anxiety disorder. There's panic disorder. I mean, there's like lots of different ones, but generalized anxiety is the one that probably the most people maybe I would say struggle with besides adjustment disorders, which also can come with mood moves. But generalized anxiety, here are some of the symptoms of that. Being irritable. Okay, well, I think a lot of us could check that off. (laughs) Being keyed up and on edge, not feeling like we can relax. Having racing thoughts, having muscle tension. I mean, those are some of the main key things. Well, if you think about it, I mean, I would say before the pandemic, probably 50 to 75% of people could qualify for having that. That that may be a large estimation, but I don't think it is, especially of women that I know and even of kids nowadays and teenagers. Um, but now I would say like 90% of people probably could qualify if you took if you took those things as being parts of the diagnosis. Like a lot of us have stress. A lot of us have chronic feeling like we can't relax or like our mind won't shut off at the end of the day or like our muscles are tense and we can't quite relax. So I, you know, you know, I talk about soul care all the time. And I think about soul care as not just being taking care of our spiritual health, although that's a part of it, but taking care of our bodies, taking care of our relationships. And I think never has that been probably more important than it is right now when we're going through so much, really, we could call it like global trauma. All of us together have been through craziness. Each of us, it looks different, but it's been wild and we haven't been able to connect with people the way that we normally would for, right. for sure. You, that was very pronounced in an RV, <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot right, of our listeners right. could relate to a lot of that stuff. So for you, what do you find is helpful yeah. these days in practicing your own soul care? Or I know, I know some of the things you've shared with me, but what you're finding to be helpful these days. Sure. Well, actually, one thing is something that you shared about on your podcast before um, and that you share on your Instagram sometimes. It's the um, inhale, exhale exercise where you inhale and then you speak truth to yourself. Um, so I've tried to use this with um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. So I'll inhale with come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and exhale with and I will give you rest. And um as you know, as a counselor, you know, when our bodies get really tense and anxious, we're lacking in oxygen, like 
that's a physical, you know, um, physical symptom or whatever. I don't know what word it is. <laughs> um, anyway, so we lack, you know, our body is lacking oxygen. So taking in deep breaths, holding them in and slowly letting them out and exhaling really actually does help you physically. And then adding the spiritual aspect with a verse, you're speaking truth to yourself. Um, and something that I've learned in counseling as well is to remind yourself that you are safe, like telling yourself that you are safe in a situation. So that verse really stands out to me because it says, I will give you rest. And, you know, when you're really feeling anxious, that's what you want. You just want to feel at peace. You want to feel that rest. So, um, that exercise, I love that exercise. It helps a lot. Um, another thing I recently learned about was bilateral music. And this is such a cool thing. So there's bilateral and biolateral. And you probably know a lot more about this than me being, you know, a counselor. Um, I just heard about it from a friend of mine. And she said, have you heard of this bilateral music? You need to check it out. And so in doing so, um, I was researching and there are a lot on a lot of bilateral music segments that you can find on YouTube for free. And then I also kept digging and found that the new Bethel music album, um, they actually worked with Ed Cash in producing it, and they made that into a bilateral music album. And it's called Peace. And um, I'm not going to lie. I One of my, the hardest things for me is being in the car for a long time. If I'm not driving, I feel trapped. Um, I don't know. A lot of my panic attacks actually happen when I'm in a vehicle for some reason. So um, when I feel that anxiety creeping in, I try to remember to breathe. And then I will put my ear pods in. Because you, you have to have ear pods or headphones because the music... The music moves from left to right, so it's crossing the midline mm -hmm. of our brain, which I think is why it works so well, um, and it really, I mean, the fact that the album is called Peace really is true. It does help. It does bring just that, you know, peaceful feeling, but also reminding us of truth about, you know, the Lord and how he's always with us and stuff. So That is so cool. Yes, so I know about bilateral music bilateral stimulation. A lot of that is used in EMDR, which is a trauma therapy. We also know that like walking, drumming, anything that is using a beat on both sides of our bodies helps us to process things too. So I did not know about the Bethel thing until you told me. So can you find that on YouTube or where can, where do you find that album? Yeah, I think so. Um, you can, or Apple music, I think, um, any of those things just, uh, you know, look up the peace album by Bethel music and you should, you should be able to like download the songs right onto your phone or wherever. Um, I have it on my phones, but I have it with me at all times. <laughs> Just in case. That's so, so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All our emotional is very much linked with our physical health, you know, yeah, it is. Yeah. And so walking, doing something that's going to keep you active. Um, also, uh, keeping good gut health, 
you know, if that means probiotic or taking fiber or whatever, because most of your serotonin is made in your gut. It's not made in your brain. Most of it's made in your gut. So keeping your gut healthy is actually going to help with your anxiety levels too. So I find that very interesting. Yeah. Which I know we talked about in the last podcast, you had had some health issues, which affected diet. So mm-hmm. how does that work with your gut health? Like, do you take probiotics? What do you do? Or is it certain foods that you notice? I take a probiotic every night. So um, to keep my guts, you know, keep my gut healthy. Um, your guts. <laughs> my guts. I got to keep my gut healthy. Oh, my gosh. Um, if I'm having a really tough day, I avoid caffeine. Because caffeine just uh-huh. makes your brain think, ooh, you know, it just, it, it stimulates. It, there you it's go. A stimulant. Mm-hmm. So I will avoid caffeine if I'm having um, a rough day of anxiety. And I limit it anyway. So like I usually only have one cup of coffee a day. And that's usually all the amount of caffeine I'll let myself have. Um, I do have to stay away from dairy. I do have to stay away from gluten. And now I recently learned that I should only be eating red meat once a month. (laughs) So due to your health diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. All that is due to my um, health diagnosis. But I will say that, uh, you know, for me, avoiding gluten and dairy do help my gut feel so much better. And when my gut is feeling better, I notice that my anxiety is much more under control. So it is important, um, you know, to keep your stomach happy so that you feel less anxious. So when it comes to, I know we did this the first time, I'm going to do it again, because I love to ask my guests about scripture that they're loving or that they're using right now in their lives. Is there any particular scripture that God's using in your life right now? Um, well, as I mentioned before, the Matthew eleven twenty eight is the one I try to use um, with the inhale, exhale. I also yes, have I love that. Um, I do have a blog that I try to make a new post once a week. Um, let's see, it's at missystone nine two seven dot wordpress dot com. It's currently under construction because. I'm trying to update it, but you can still read my posts and everything. Um, and one verse that I put in one of my most recent posts is John sixteen thirty three. It says, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And I just really felt like after the year that we've all had, this verse really stood out to me because he is acknowledging the fact that we are going to have tribulation on this side of heaven, right? Like we are going to have tribulation in a fallen world, but he is a source of peace and um, he promises to be with us. So he may decide not to eradicate my anxiety situation, um, but he promises to be with me through it. Um, And I'd rather have him you know, by my side going through it and then try to go through it alone. So it's very comforting to know that I serve a God who understands anxiety and who will walk with me through anxiety. 
Amen. A hundred percent. I'm with that. Yes. I love that. Missy, one thing that you and I were talking about recently that I almost forgot about, but I feel like fits into our conversation beautifully is finding delight and finding beauty in the small things. Yeah. I think we were talking about it because of Thanksgiving and gratitude, but you were telling me how that's been a big thing for you lately. What are the things that you're finding beauty in? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I almost forgot to talk about that. So when we were living in the RV, we were in a a part of North Carolina that I wouldn't necessarily say is beautiful. And I was in a campground most of the time, right? So I decided to intentionally start looking for beauty in my surroundings every day to find something that was beautiful around me. Um, and then to thank the Lord for that. And I'll never forget the first campground that we ever stayed at. This was right after we moved. There was a random pond at this campground covered in lily pads, like surrounded with trees. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. And our camper was right across from it. And I just thought, wow, like every day I got to wake up and just look at this beautiful little area that was completely random. I don't even know how, how we got that spot, but we did. The Lord was very good to me. Um, but I got to wake up to that every day. Um, and we stayed at various places. Like I told you, the last place we stayed at was a farm. So it was this really sweet family that we randomly found through Facebook that had a RV spot on their farm. So we moved to their property basically and stayed there for months and she had chickens and she had, you know, just, it was just, we got to experience a farm for several months and you know, that was also just something beautiful for our family in general. And we got to kind of be a part of their family and um, it was something that we never would have done. Have we not been in the RV? So, so now I try to look for beauty every day here in Charleston, which is pretty easy. I mean, I'm not going to say Charleston is a beautiful place. (laughs) Um, So, you know, but not just to notice it, but to really be grateful for it. Like I never want it to get old that there's a palm tree outside or that I live by the beach right now. You know, I want to remain grateful and in awe of all these amazing sunsets and Um, you know, just the beautiful surroundings that we have, but you can find beauty anywhere. And we are proof of that considering, you know, (laughs) where we were um, living for a while. So it's so true. So I haven't read it yet, but Kurt Thompson, I love Kurt Thompson. He has a great podcast. If you're not already listening to it, you should go listen and listeners, you too. It's called the being known podcast. But anyway, he is a Christian psychiatrist, writes a lot about neurobiology. He just came out with a book. I think it's called The Soul of Desire, but he talks about beauty and longing and how God's put that inside of us, how we're created yeah. for it. So no, I haven't read it yet, but I'm sure it's amazing because it's on my to-do, to-read list. And I wanted to say last December, I interviewed um, an author, Diana Groover, and she was writing about depression and she had struggled with depression herself, but then had right. gone back um, into time and like looked at other Christians through history who may have also struggled with depression. And one quote that really stood out to me from what she said is um, 
the opposite of depression is delight or something like that, like finding delight. And I think about that so often because, you know, everything gets gray looking almost Mm -hmm. to us when we're in the middle of a hard place. Like everything is just yuck. But finding delight is different than finding happiness. It's like, I'm going to take a moment of beauty maybe, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow myself to delight in it. Like I'm just going to sit in it for a little bit. And it really changes our brains and our outlooks when we can do that. I'm I'm with you. I do live in a beautiful place and I take it for granted a lot, but sometimes I see it and I'm like, thank you, Lord. Like this, Mm -hmm. this is a real gift that I don't pay attention to all the time. And I need to delight in it more often because it really is a gift. Yeah. And you're right. You can be anywhere and find it. Like that thousand gifts book and the soap bubbles. And Voss Camp. She's amazing. And Voss Camp. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Um, so since it is December and Christmas is coming, um, something that we learned in the RV was to really appreciate experiences over things. Obviously, in 400 square feet, um, we could not get our kids a lot of gifts last year because we, I mean, we just didn't have room, right? So um, we would try to take them somewhere, um, give them an experience or a sweet memory instead. And I think now we've kind of carried that over into living here. Um, You know, when grandparents ask for gift ideas, I try to think of hmm, like, where would my kids love to go next year? Like, could we be members of this museum or members of an aquarium or something like that? And just ask for, you know, experiences and um, instead of things, instead of, you know, crowding your house with a lot of stuff, um, you could ask for meaningful things that your kids will remember for a long time. So I'm a big fan of that. I love that. I'm glad you shared that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay, listeners, if you want to find Missy and you're not already following her, where are all the places, Missy, that they can find you? Okay. So I am a big fan of Instagram. So that is where I hang out the most. Um, and my account is Mom About Charleston. So you can find me on there. Um, That is also linked to a Facebook account um, that just says Missy. Um, And on my Instagram account is the link to my blog. So the MissyStone927.wordpress.com, which may change its name soon. I don't know. I'm in the throes of trying to figure out how to make all of my stuff connected so that people can find me easily. Um, so we're working on that to see if that name will change or not, but I will let you know. But yeah, come find me on Instagram and hang out. And I will link to that on today's show notes. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jenny. Thanks again, Missy, for being on today's podcast episode. It is always fun to talk to you, friend, but it's especially fun to share our conversation with others. If you want to know more about Missy and what she's up to, please, please, please go follow her on Instagram at Charleston. 
You probably also love to read her blog. I will link to both in today's show notes. And you know you can always find me online as well at my website, www.pauserenewnext.com or on social media at Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at pauserenewnext. I would love to connect with you there. You guys, if you're not already following or subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app, what are you waiting for? Go do that today. You can find Pause Renew Next on iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, even Audible. We're everywhere. So if you'd like to keep up with the podcast weekly, that's a really easy way to do it. It downloads right to your phone. Since this is December, for the rest of the month, what you can look forward to are short, reflective podcast episodes. Leading up to Christmas, they'll be about Advent, and I can't wait to share them with you. Well, that's all for today's podcast episode. I'm Jenny Detweiler with PRN. Pause, renew, next. The podcast. May you be encouraged on your journey with Jesus. Jesus.